get those out there and you can uh, get your Bibles open there to the book of Titus. Um, the, I guess you'd say, uh, when you start thinking about, you know, special occasions and special Sundays as we're here this morning, being Mother Day, Mother's Day, um, through the calendar there are various times in the year that they would celebrate things, and this is one of them. And I always find myself wondering and, and trying to uh, listen and, and see, well, what is it that, that uh, should be in a Mother's Day message? What is it that, that we should minister? And we certainly uh, we recognize and know that, that I'm standing here on this trailer uh, before a whole parking lot of vehicles with, with moms this morning. And uh, as we, we look out, as I look out upon you, it's, uh, it's kind of uh, quite different as we are normal. You know, usually we're in here, but hopefully that's going to change. But as I look out here, and uh, I view all the cars, and I, and I can see some, and, and some of the windshields today, uh, you can't see anything, but I can see some of you mothers there. Uh, mothers of this church. Mothers that uh, some of you have seen your children from little tiny tots reared in this place. Uh, you've begun, you come here yourselves, and some of you have had children as you've been here in this church. Some of you brought your children when you arrived. Uh, and we're grateful again for the mothers that we see out here before us. And uh, I, I truly recognize and realize that there's there's uh, some awesome and great and good ladies before me this morning. And I, I will add to that and say, uh, your awesomeness and your greatness comes because of your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And by your taking the Word of God and using that as an instrument of guidance, not only for yourselves, but for those children that you're raising. And I, I know and I understand now, I'm not a mother, but I, I can understand because... Uh, you know, my wife, we've got three children, and, and I know that, that childbearing and child-rearing and child-raising and all the things that go along with that, they're, they're not easy. And especially in the day and time that we're living in, it's a, it's a tough task. It, it's, it's a hard road sometimes. Uh, but you see, there's, there's something, there's, there's a support foundation, and there's a basis that you have, that we have, call God's Word that gives us guidance and gives us direction and even instruction, if you will, in how we're to do about anything in this life and that, especially motherhood being one of those things. And we may look at God's Word or many may look at it and we may say, well, that you know, those means and the things that it say are thousands of years old and they're very antiquated. So, Brother John, they really don't apply to the day and time we're living in. Well, I beg to differ with you. They apply completely to the day and time we're living in, just like they applied in the day that we're in. So, mothers being under the awesome responsibility uh, that they find themselves faced with, not just once in a while, but every second of every day, of every week, of every month, of every year, the, the uh, awesome not only responsibility, but privilege, privilege that you have in, in uh, training up children in the way that they should go, and the way that they should go being what the Word of God says about the way they should go. Amen? 
So this morning as we speak to mothers and all of you certainly deserving and, and very, very worthy uh, of all of our applause and all that you do. And I know uh, so much of the time, and, and I believe I can say this with all sincerity, so much of the time, a lot of your work and your service and your efforts and everything that you do goes kind of pretty much entirely unnoticed. And at least on this special day, calendar day of the year, we should all applaud you, as I've already said a number of times. We should all thank you and know and realize of who you are, what you do, and that you are an example of godliness that enables you to lead those that may be under you or you may be holding in your arms this morning as a tiny infant. Hey, they may be even on up in teenage years where they get, you know, pretty kind of on me sometimes. I didn't hear on. I was on me one time, just one time. I got full little humor in. But we all have honor streaks. But you know, moms put up with us. Moms love us, company. But look, moms loves a special love. And uh, probably many times, if we would admit it, we deserved a whole lot more than what we got from mom. But you know, their love is is unmatchable. Uh, a mother's love is really is something that you really. I don't think you can even really put a real good description on. It. Because it's too varied. It's too multiple faceted. It's, it's too wide, it's too high, it's too deep, it's too great. And maybe that's why we need to be called to remembrance on special days. Hey, my mom is valuable. Uh, you may be here today and, and your mom's already gone on in, in heaven. And you may say, well, I'm without my mom, but you're really not without your mom. You've got great memories. You got memories of mom. How much difference mom made in your life as you were a child growing up? How much different mom makes now? You know, I'll be the first son. As children, we don't always agree with everything mama says. And sometimes we might very well learn the hard way that we better agree in instances. But as we grow up and we begin, and if you, if you look into God's Word and you see what it has to say about mothers and you begin to realize the great treasure that you have and you have that one to guide you and to lead you and to help you and to even hold you and hug you and kiss on you as ornery as you might be. That is a huge treasure. And again, we're grateful this morning for that. Let me get to some word here. I spoke a moment ago about many may think that God's Word is something old and doesn't apply anymore. Let's read in the book of Titus here in chapter number 2. And again, kind of answering the question that I asked earlier, what, what kind of message should Mother's Day message be? What, what is it that, that needs to be said? What can possibly associate out of God's Word that would bless mothers this morning or, or maybe uh, enable them to a new realization of their responsibilities and, and even to all of us a new appreciation a greater appreciation maybe something different than we've ever known or thought of before uh, something that has never really touched us or moved us but now 
God's word has a powerful way of inspiring us and touching us and allowing us to see some things maybe we never saw before. But here in the book of Titus, chapter 2, just beginning with verse 1, the word says, but speak the things which become sound doctrine. That's pretty good starting out. Your mom ever spoke something that becomes sound doctrine in your life? Does it mean something still to you today? And I'm, when I'm speaking, I'm talking about the Word of God. Now, they might always not quote a scripture per se, but, but when a, a, a mother's living a godly life and doing the best she can to raise her children and to lead them in proper ways and the proper ways are the ways of God, there is a, I guess we could say, an unwritten doctrine that comes along with that. As you begin to grow up and you begin to come to an age where you could understand and you came to an expectation of what mama expected, did you not have kind of an unwritten doctrine in your life and in your heart and you knew what, what mama was, who she was, what, what, what value she had, how she exampled herself? Sound doctrine. He says in verse 2, and this is kind of talking about the whole family. The entire family. Family, folks, is made up of a father, a mother, and children. And then extended families extend the grandparents and all that, and you know that. I don't need to elaborate on it this morning. But verse 2 says that the aged men be sober. We could also say husbands there. Be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, and in patience. These are family figures. These are the words of God that are meant to be taken and applied and lived and exampled as leaders of family to those that, that need some good sound understanding and some good lessons being brought up. We live in a world today where the things that I've already read so far are so far-fetched that many don't have a clue whatsoever what it's even talking about. God's Word isn't antiquated. It isn't so many thousands of years old that it doesn't matter anymore. It matters everything. I've said many times, if the family would get back to being the family the way God intended the family to be, we'd live some awesome life. But our world today is so full and, and so problemed with dysfunctional families and, and, and mothers and even fathers that don't even begin to understand what it means to raise a child or how to do it. I can make you a sound guarantee and assurance this morning if you'll open the Word of God and begin to read it and let it sink in sometimes through your hard, stubborn heads. You'll get a real good understanding. Hey, God's ways are very good. They're respectful. God has some awesome things to say about family and children. He says here in verse 3, The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. Holiness. We don't see a lot of holiness in our world, do we? We see everything but. We see a lot of things that seem to be worse than unholiness. We see a mom that lives a life of holiness and tries to raise her children in holiness and tries to teach them what holiness is and make them understand that there's a ways of God that they're supposed to live and adhere to and carry out and themselves be an example to others. Yeah, you know, I, I have to stop right here and say, 
I am so grateful and thankful for the families that I see with children that are respecting. With children that have, have been brought up under the nurture and admonition of, of people that are seasoned in holiness, in righteousness, in the ways of God, in the, in the Word of God. It makes a huge difference in our entire society. We live in a day of rebellion. Rebellion is everywhere. Listen to the word that I'm sharing with you this morning. Not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. Teachers of good things. That they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Have you tried to really instruct anybody of anything recently? Do you see that our whole society is almost refusing of any instruction whatsoever? It's got the don't try to tell me attitude. We've evolved and we have come to a point in the history of our society and of this country that there's been drastic change. You know what? Even though there's been change and a lot of it has not been good at all, and I'm speaking a lot about family this morning, families have deteriorated, have become dysfunctional in many ways. We see all sorts of things. I probably see a lot more than you do. But it's heart rendering and the problems and the issues and the miseries and the pains that I see in the daytime and family. But God's Word leads us to be instructed. It says right here that the young women should listen to the aged women that they can have guidance and direction and instruction and good advice that they in turn can can live holy and righteous before God and then in turn be able to lead their children and their, their young daughters and their young sons in the same way. See, God's Word's never wrong. It's never too old to not count. It's never too antique that it's just something to put on a mantle somewhere and look at once in a while and, and dust the dust off of occasionally. This is something we're to live by every day. Every day, all day long, especially when it comes to raising children. And mothers, again, I want to restate, I know your task is tough. Some of you out here this morning before me, you, you've got your children pretty much raised, at least age-wise. But I'll repeat it. I think I probably said this a time or two around here. You never get them raised. I'm getting ready to be 63 years old and I'm not raised yet. I thought for sure I'd get an amen out of that one. See, mama's always mama, right? Always will be mama. And Paul, the Holy Spirit speaking through him in this book of Titus this morning, is relating how essential it is to have good guidance, how essential it is that mothers uh, present good guidance, and, and they can only do that through the ways of God. So, as far as a Mother's Day message and what would that include and what could I preach this morning, I found out a long time ago that whatever it is, if, if it's a man, if it's a father, if it's a woman or it's a mother or it's a child, you don't find a whole lot, if any, in God's Word that we've arrived. 
You ever notice that? So what are we doing? We're still working on things, right? We're still trying to improve, right? We're still trying to succeed in the role that we have been given, both fathers and today, significant of mothers. That's what we're doing. So if I could say anything to you today, it's not a message of, of doom or that you're not doing a good job or anything like that. I think the message today that God wants mothers to hear today is continually improve. There's nothing wrong with receiving advice, good godly advice. There's nothing wrong with giving good godly advice. And the Christian community, folks, is the really only the real only community that can really effectively give that because they get it out of the Word of God. See, if we're going to talk to moms today, we've got to go back to the origination of moms. Where'd that come from? Who did God create? Male and what? Female. And then he told them to populate the earth, right? Go and populate the earth. And ever since then, billions of mothers have taken up that position to the date that I stand here before you speaking. There's a number of mothers again in our parking lot this morning, again with huge responsibilities, with problems that maybe mothers of the past necessarily did not face. I was watching some programming last night of, of the tremendous addiction problem in this country alone and how so many families, 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 not just the individual addicted, but families are dealing with those situations. Not to speak of so many other problems in our society, but it doesn't matter what the problem is, the solution is always the Word of God. You'll never fail in applying the Word of God, huh? You'll never fail in administering the Word of God. And sometimes we do that, and we have to do that, and you have to do that with corrective measures. Loving, corrective measures. Call it tough love. Call it whatever you want to do. Yes, there's times when we pick them up and you hold them and you nurture them and you pet them and you soothe them and that's awesome and that's great and that's the way it's supposed to be. But advice includes sometimes some hard knowledge. And mothers, you spend more time with your children than probably most fathers ever do because of the work situation. Or maybe just because lack of care or lack of concern. And we see a lot of that in our world today. Mothers make such huge difference in our world and our society. Paul says, addressing, we say children, verse 6, he says, young men, we could have ladies there. Young men, likewise exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing myself a pattern of good works. What's a pattern? A pattern is something developed and created that someone else may build off of it. That's what moms do. Moms establish a pattern for their children that their children may be a pattern for somebody else to see that they may build off of the same thing or what's been constructed or what's been built or what's been taught. That's what moms do. All day long. Every day. For years. And years and years. And I mentioned a moment ago, some moms are gone now. But I believe I can say, and you're going to understand this, 
if that's you today, if your mom's gone, you look back and there's times coming in your life where you, you remember what mom said. Be it a situation you were in, you remember what mom said. And if you adhered to what mom said, this day it made a difference in your life. And you may not possibly understand this this morning. It very well may have guided you to where you're at right here today in front of a house of God, worshiping the Lord on Mother's Day. Amen. What mama did in your life a long time ago. I'm the same way. My mama made a lot of difference in this old boy. She was a praying mama. Still is. Better than 80 years old. I'm not going to tell exactly. She might not like that. But she's better than 80. But she taught me a lot of things. Loved me. Cared for me. Did for me. And I owe her more than I can possibly try to tell her this morning. I've got another one sitting right here in front of me. My wife. Mother of our children. Now, grandmother to Ken. You talk about example. The more you get, the more example you got to be, right? April 6th of this year, we were married 40 years. Brother, Brother Jesse said, man, 40 years. And I have watched her be a mother, a mom, a mama to my three children and my ten grandchildren. Sometimes I wonder if they come first or I come first. Where's the horns? That's alright. Kids need love. You know, that's something real. Sometimes daddy's got to step back and let mama take care of the kids. And see, because father's love and mother's love is, even though it's love, it's two different things. And we've got to appreciate that mom or that wife that's a mother in the way that she she administers uh, that godly love and discipline and advice and all these other things I mentioned this morning to these children. But let me say this right here. Don't ever forget, even though we got motherhood and we got fatherhood, we got moms and we got dads. Listen to me. If you're here today, you're married, a mother, and a father, you're one. You're one. So you do it together. You raise kids together. But each has their role, each has their part. All of these things that Paul is saying, this is family. That's what he's talking about. Dads, we need advice to them. We need guidance to them. We're not picking out mom today to try to say all these things that mom needs. This is simply for improvement and encouragement. I believe in a day and time, of all things, mamas need encouragement. They need lifted up and they need held up and they need prayed for. And they certainly need respected. Respected. It goes a long ways. A long ways. I want to finish up what Paul said there in verse 8. He said, Sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil things to say of you. Isn't it wonderful to see children that are raised under the power of God and the nurture of the Lord by, by godly mothers? And, and they adapt and they take on a, a lifestyle of Christianity and godliness and, 
and, and they live it, and, and how can anybody say anything against them? I mean, anybody can make up something, but as far as being factually correct, a godly child in relation to an ungodly child, there's a lot of difference. And people see that. They see the respect. They see that they've been instructed. They see that guidance has carried them to a place in their lives where they're obedient. Respectful of parents. Our jobs as parents, mom's jobs as mothers, dad's jobs as dads, is to get these youngsters guided in the right direction. Because I'm going to tell you something, if you don't, this world will. And it won't be the right direction. It won't be the good direction. We have time and we have opportunity, a lot of it, and let's take advantage of it. Moms, dads alike, let's take advantage of the guidance that we're supposed to be giving children out of the Word of God. If they don't want to hear it, speak it anyway. The Scriptures are all powerful, aren't they? Does the Word of God return void? My Bible says it doesn't. So don't be afraid to inject the Word of God into your child's life, even if they're resistant to it. Speak it over their head when they're asleep. Write it down and put it under their pillow. Because I'm going to tell you, the Word of God is all-powerful and all-effective. And children need the instructions and the guidance of God's Word. They need the love of mothers. They need the love of fathers. Mothers need the love of the children. Children, love your mother. Respect your mother. God help. I see everything but in this day we're living in. Children divorcing parents. I haven't figured that one out, but it's happening. A society of disrespect and, and no honor. No allegiance. Do you know there's such a thing as family allegiance? Do you know that? You all got family, right? I'll be the first to admit sometimes there's little ins and outs and, you know, Family mess with family, but don't you mess with my family. How about that one? <laughs> come on, you've been there, you've done that. But when we come together and we understand our roles and our responsibilities, all of them, this one being again about mothers today, understand your role and your responsibility and how it is the Word of God that can carry you on your way, that can make you be that godly princess. Guys, you can be princess too. Work on that. But today we're talking about ladies. That godly princess. Princess of the Word. Princess of, of, of the love that God in the beginning presented to man and woman. And He said, go raise families and take care of them. And, and support them. And, 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 and love, love, love them. I want to share something else with you this morning. And this comes out of the book of Proverbs. Just a couple of verses I want to share. One of them is chapter 11, verse 16. And it says this. A gracious woman. A gracious woman retaineth honor. What's that saying? A gracious woman retaineth honor. You know... A godly woman 
who was trying her godly best to raise her children in a godly way draws God's attention. Do you know God honors that? Dad, do you know you need to honor that too? Children, you need to honor that too? If you got a mom that loves you, that cares for you, that is doing her dead level best to get you raised correctly and get you headed down the road of life in a good way, then you need to honor her. And you need to appreciate her. And ladies, moms, you deserve that today. You deserve it. Keep on. Keep on. Just keep adding to it. Stay in God's Word. He'll give you tidbits every day how to do a better job. He does that for all of us if we'll receive it. The advice of God, there's none other any better. It's the best you can get. And it'll take you places, and it'll take your family places, and it'll take your children places that maybe they never thought they'd go. I want to read another one. Chapter 12, verse 4. A virtuous woman. In reference to women, that occurs only four times in the whole Bible. A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband. What's that mean to you? A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband. What's virtuous? What's it talking about? It's actually a masculine noun there. Isn't that interesting? Why was there a masculine noun used to describe a woman? Because this is what it means. It means valiant, strong, rich, having power and might. Full of substance and worthiness. Of what? Did you see and realize that all of those are spiritual qualities? You cannot have these unless you've got God Almighty. You cannot lead your family, you cannot direct your children and raise them in this aspect of being a virtuous woman, a virtuous wife, who the Bible declares is a crown to her husband. But guys, that's an ornament, by the way. That's an ornament. Do you realize that? When you have got a woman that is godly to raise your children and be your wife and live the Word of God, that is a decorative ornament on the top of your head that not only you can see, but everybody else can see. And it makes a drastic difference. Amen. So, in closing, what? What is this, or why is this biblical model so important for the day we're living in? I've stressed this over and over already. Why is it so important for the day we're living in? Has anybody noticed, along with me, the problems that we've got? I've spoken of that already. Have you noticed the problems? Have you noticed the decay of society? Have you noticed the disintegration of family? Why is that? Because we've gotten too far away from this. 
before they come. Can we go back to it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you go back to it? You may be sitting out here this morning, and I can't see her. You may be a young mother this morning that has no clue what's been talked about already. Can you discover it? Can you find it? Absolutely you can. If you've got a Bible. If you don't, I guarantee you we can find a way to get you one. And you can get the best mom parenting, if you want to call it a device, book that you can ever have. It's right here. The Ways of God. So as we close out this morning, why is it so important? Really, in many ways, let me say a few. If children are not properly raised under the Word of God, the nurture and admonition of God, by parents, by moms, by dads. And this is this is another important issue. And I know that there are some that are that are struggling it alone today. They might not be a mom, they might not be a dad for whatever reason. And that's tough. Because children need mamas and children need daddies. Maybe you know somebody that doesn't have one of those that you can kind of step in and at least be an example out of the love of God. I said that. Maybe somebody needed to hear that today. But it's important, whether it be moms, whether it be dads, whether it be children, the importance is we've got to understand and we've got to come back to the knowledge and understanding of what family is. What family is. What my role as a dad and a granddad is. What your role, and maybe as a mom, a grandma, a child. Closing verses. Where does this go? What difference does it make? Listen to this. I'm reading now the 31st chapter of Proverbs. Who? Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. Her value is far greater than any gem or any chest or truckload of gems that you could ever hope to discover. The heart of her husband does safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. Moving on over. Verse 28. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, listen to this guys, he praises her. Have you praised your wife lately? Have you praised the mother of your children lately? What in the world does that mean? Praise her? Stop. Throw the brakes on. You may think you don't have time to do that. Just put the brakes on. 
You get her attention, let her get your attention. Tell her how much you appreciate her and how much you thank her, how much she means to you. What a wonderful mother she is. Thank her for being a godly mother, a mother that trusts in the Lord God Almighty, that loves you, cares for you and the children that you both have reared or are rearing. Don't let that get away from you guys. Praise it. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Tell her that. Your wife needs to be the greatest of the greatest. The best wife that ever was. The best mama that ever was. Children, you need to tell her that. Don't just verbate it off your lips. Show her by praising her and loving her. Appreciate her. Favor is deceitful. It means charm. And beauty is vain. How many young men have been captured by beauty and charm? And all they had was an outer shell. And that's all existed. And how deceived they were. Never realizing and understanding. Even though beauty may not necessarily be present, let me tell you something, guys. You got a godly woman. You got a, a, a wife that loves the Lord. You got a beautiful creature. Where's the Even though you may not hear it a lot. Even though you may never hear it. That's why I'm encouraging not only you today, but everybody out here. Express your appreciation and your love to your wife, to your mother, whatever she might, grandmother. We're living in a world today where nobody has time for anybody. I'm too busy. I've got too much going on. I've got other interests that are more important. Leaving you with this. You better take care of business before business takes care of you. Let's pray. Father, we come this morning and I'm grateful today, Lord, that you've allowed me to stand here before these people, God, in this parking lot today, before these mothers, and, and, and try to give words of encouragement and support, Lord, to, in all hopes that under the sound of my voice in this word today that, that God, they would look, and, and we, even though we all make mistakes, God, and we've made many, Lord, that, that God be your word, that we become less apt in doing that. Because God, when we adhere to your word and the teachings of it, and, and uh, Lord, help them to grab a hold and, and, and let it enable them. Your word enable them, God, these mothers today, to raise their children, God, to to be not only mother, uh, godly mother, but godly wife, Lord, and to improve in that, Lord God, Father, and to look to you and, and just in all things know that, God, you are more than able to provide everything they need. And I just thank you, God, for the, that, uh, the love that they have for all of us, for the children, Lord. I thank you, God, for the mothers in this church, and I ask you to bless them today in great and mighty ways. 
We love them all and we thank you for them all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Have a great Mother's Day. Go yonder and be blessed. Amen.